welcome to episode number four of Pocket Full of Why podcast. I'm Hannah. If I was in Lady Macbeth's shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. And my pronouns are she, they. I'm Charlotte and I take full stops in texts as a personal affront. My pronouns are she, her. We met in college just about a decade ago and we've shared a bunch of joy, disaster, boredom and nonsense since. We live in Merseyside, UK with Ian and Ash, our respective partners. There's a lot we have in common and a lot that we don't. This podcast is about us exploring the lessons we've learned throughout our lives, but in particular, the ups and downs of being in your 20s. In this episode, we'll be discussing how to be a good housemate. We'll cover university halls, living with friends, balancing relationships, and throwing parties. On with the show! So, Charlotte, how was it moving away from home for the first time for you? Because it was into university halls, right? Yeah, um, so I rented halls, which were unbelievably expensive. Do you remember how much they were? £110 a week. That's I mean, more than my rent right now. <laughs> I think it's close to my actual mortgage. <laughs> like, absolutely crazy for a room. And to be fair, I had really nice halls. So we were the Yours second were quite year of being in these new halls in Sheffield University. And they were up an enormous hill. But they were, so there was a nice bedroom, desk and an ensuite. Oh, yeah. Which was delightful to have because you're not all having to share a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then we had like a communal kitchen with, where do they buy those horrendously uncomfortable sofa things Oh, yeah, for you halls? had sofas, didn't you? Um, so I was really lucky in that there was like a Facebook group, re- retro, when Facebook was oh a big gosh. thing. Um, Facebook is still a big thing, you just don't have Facebook. Yeah, when Facebook was still a big thing in my life, (laughs) now I just use Ian to stalk people. (laughs) So on the Facebook group for like the apartment block, people were like throwing out which apartment they'd been assigned to. Right. And it was really odd because one of my flatmates-to-be, I had applied to go for a mixed halls, but I ended up getting assigned to all female halls. Right. But one of my flatmates is also from the Wirral. Oh, right. So we like messaged each other and we were like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like we're going to be so we'd already kind of had a little chat before we got Mm. there so we'd stalked each other on Facebook had a little bit of a chat and we're all really open and friendly and that put a lot of confidence in the exchange for me so I didn't feel too scared about meeting anyone nice okay it was really emotional but I was really excited I remember this is pretty embarrassing getting changed twice because I was the first yep. one to arrive and being like oh no I need to make sure this I got something nice yeah. yeah and on reflection changed out of a nice outfit and ended up putting on like a Primark dress that I hated I don't know why <laughs> I don't know what happened I got really really yeah. nervous before they all arrived we all kind of arrived on the same day and sat around in our kitchen gabbing and getting to know each other and so there was like parents flying about dropping things off and then eventually all the parents left and we were all still sat around gabbing that's Cute. And it was a really lovely day. We all got on. We were all like, oh, that's good. We're going to have a friend yeah. to walk down to lectures with. Nice. And we all got on ridiculously well. That's boss. And you were so lucky. I didn't realise that that wasn't the norm. 
and we were really tight. We yeah. did lots of activities together. We'd have someone to go for a coffee with. We'd have someone to go and do your shop with, to pop to the cash point because we'd just always be hanging out. And there was always someone home, which is lovely, yeah. who you genuinely wanted to spend time with. That's so nice. We also built a big relationship around the TV show Lost. Oh my god. So I'd never seen Lost and one of my flatmates was obsessed and she was like, yep. You're all gonna I'm gonna make you all watch it. Amazing. But having a TV show that you all watch together was brilliant because it meant that even if we were all off doing different things, when we were all together we were like, Oh yeah, we can lash an episode on and we'll mm. sit around and watch it and we'd have big nights where we could take out together and obviously like we went out out with each out, other. Out. I went out out all the time yeah. multiple times a week even though it's not for me but yeah they, they were like built in great friends mm-hmm. so did you find that because you guys like clicked so well and you're all very similar that stuff like keeping communal areas tidy I mean in halls it's minimal but like shared financial stuff like someone's still got to buy washing up liquid everyone um so everyone was unbelievably polite at the start <laughs> and you'd be like barely finished your dinner and you'd run over and like clean all Wash your dishes and you didn't want to be the one to break it i mean i say this and we did also have like traffic cones in our halls so it wasn't like immaculate but it was definitely tidy i never really remember there being an issue there was definitely some girls who weren't as tidy as others but not really in the communal areas um i remember there being there was a an occasion of a post-it note left on someone's oh. dirty dishes which was the height oh of us feeling a bit uncomfortable yeah but we did so much together like we'd have roasts together it's just adorable it was a really Ideal. lovely experience you know when like your parents are like oh when you go off to university you're gonna meet all these wonderful people it and live with it was. it was genuinely like that we yeah. had like a brilliant time and that's not to say that we were in each other's pockets all of the time. We had yeah. other friends too. But the one downside was maybe that I didn't try that hard. Didn't with make people many other on my friends. Course. Yeah. yeah, I had one other friend on my course. I didn't really make that much of an effort because I already had six built-in yeah. great friends. Plenty of time. Any time spent with a new friend would be time away from well, your established actually, friends. Well, my English friend ended up living with English. my flatmates the, the like, year after. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I mean, I didn't because I moved and lived with you Came in Liverpool. <laughs> How was it for you building relationships in halls? Well, mine was the opposite end of the spectrum to your experience. Um, I was in student halls in Manmet Uni, which were £105 a week with Ooh. no ensuite. I mean, I saw those halls and that they were is dire. awful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in our, so we didn't have the Facebook group where you got to find out. I didn't know which flat I was in until the day I showed up there. Oh. So didn't know who I was living with or anything like that. It was a flat of ten people. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. Um, and there wasn't like a living room or anything like that. There was a big kind of industrial kitchen with school tables and chairs in it as a dining table. I was so excited to leave home. So I got there, I think I was there, like the moment registration opened, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, got like there, before. unpacked all my stuff in my new little room. Like you, I'd picked my outfit really carefully. Mine was this like long-sleeved, knee-length black woolen dress because I was doing English and creative writing. I imagined halls, I'd be like, you know, we'd be staying up late drinking wine, and, like playing cards and talking about our favourite poems. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose that dress. I did have a beret that I was going to see who else showed up and maybe put on wow so yeah i was waiting i was so excited for everyone to start showing up and then they did 
did and they were all horrible just they were none of them wanted to stay up late drinking wine and talking about poetry these guys had come to uni to do a range of subjects but it was all about getting hammered scraping by exam wise you know eating noodles so that you can buy drugs and alcohol the whole time and it was a crazy party in our flat four or five nights a week like I had a go I went on like a big night out with them quite like in freshers week mm-hmm. and I'm just I don't like nights out so I had a horrible time but I like tried to power through and then from then I'd like try and I'd like be making my dinner and everyone would be there but everyone would like be really quiet while I was there and then as soon as I'd made my dinner and took it to my room everyone would like burst out laughing <gasps> Um, and then it kind of just got like worse from there. All of my like crockery got smashed. The fridges were like these big industrial fridges and you had like a box that was a cage that you could padlock that fit into the fridge, right? And padlock? Yeah. So no one padlocked the thing, but then loads of my stuff started getting nicked all the time. Oh my gosh. So I padlocked it. Mm-hmm. And then this one day, there, was, there used to be this place um, right by the library, a fruit and veg wagon, and it was like five different fruit and veg is always a pound. Um, and I became like, he was one of my only friends in Manchester, was the Aww. guy who ran that place. And he used to give me like good deals on fruit and stuff. So I'd bought a load of fruit and cream um, as a special treat, and then I'd gone out to a lecture or a tutorial or something. Bear in mind, it's like round the corner. I was probably gone for like two hours. And I came back. And someone had pulled my cage out of the fridge and just shook it. What? So, like, all of the fruit was out, all the cream was everywhere. It was all over all of my other food. And it had just been done to be nasty because I was weird. Um, So, basically, from then on, I was in my room and that was it. Mm -hmm. There was a little sink in my room that had a hot tap. So, I lived off instant couscous that I made from the hot tap in my sink for months. It didn't have a great impact on my mental health. Of course. Um, I also, because we were in touch, obviously, and you were telling me about watching Lost. Yeah. So I was like, oh, amazing, I've seen Lost, I love Lost. So I watch loads of Lost as well. And I was literally watching Lost 24-7 with my headphones on, on full volume so that I wasn't hearing all the nonsense that was going on in our flat. And I say nonsense, it was literally ketamine fueled idiot nonsense, like pooing in sinks. Wow. After that, I decided that I didn't want to... I didn't didn't do very well in my course because of that. Mm -hmm. So I moved back home and then started again at JMU. Yeah. And I was going to be living at home with my mum. Until I convinced you otherwise. Well, I feel like I convinced you otherwise. Oh! <laughs> we kind of had a... It was a perfect moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Because well, you wanted to move home. Yeah. Well, I love Sheffield, but I'd come home early for the worst job in the world, where I was an attendant in a children's play area gotcha. off the side of a pub. <laughs> the only good thing was the slices of the chip. there as well. You know, a lot. <laughs> a lot. And it didn't get clean that often, let me oh. tell you. So I'd come home early from uni because I desperately needed a job because I was really, really skint and had loved being at home. Our shared lads had been a big part of my life since I'd yeah. gotten home. I was having loads of fun with them. Because they were living in, like, post halls, student accommodation. Like, beautiful. Such a, that's the nicest they house ha- I've ever stayed in. That house was, like, set such an unrealistic standard for ev- every flat after that yeah. that I rented. But So I was hanging out with them a lot, and I'd really missed my family. And so when I got back, I had this thing of, ooh, I wish I had universityed where I lived. Yeah. Because if I could combine 
that the, <laughs> the wonderful uni experience and being so close to all the things I love about home. Yeah. People so often, like where we live, there's lots of brilliant universities right in our city. Yeah. And I'm really annoyed at myself that I didn't didn't even just, consider it. Yeah. Well, we want. I, I wanted to go away. We wanted to escape. That's why I went to Manchester yeah. as well. And um, like you know, despite my experience, I still love Manchester as a city. It was fifty fifty for me. Of am I going to go back because I love it? And mm. I, to be fair, the course whilst I did well on the first year, they did death of the author which I didn't like yeah. Um, but yeah I wasn't too sold on the course so I was 50-50 mm. and then me and you it were talking about clicked. it and you were coming back as well and I was like oh so not only could I have all these things but maybe we could, we could live, live together. together and that I think <laughs> probably was yeah. the point where I was like oh okay maybe that's why I feel like I convinced you then yeah so yeah you weren't going to apply to university because I made you apply through clearing oh, yeah because you were just going to leave it and I was like you could apply and see how it goes and then you get a student loan and and we could live together essentially yeah so there were 10 people living in your halls how did you all manage communal areas and chores and things um well it didn't get managed to be honest it was always a show um when everyone moved out as soon as uni ended I stayed there until the very last possible day um, so I had this like huge disgusting flat to myself for like a month or two, mm. um, and they just they left everything, all the dishes, all the food, piles and piles and piles of dirty dishes. What just left, which was just nuts. And Did then they not have like a deposit they needed to well, get back. That's what I thought. So I panicked and cleaned everything. Right. Oh no. And then I, when we moved out, I was like, oh, where's my deposit? And I rang up the uni, and they were like, oh no, we don't do that. Oh, so that's why they left it in a state, and so I've just even cleaned if it. You all. don't have a deposit. It was a joke. To be fair, I was skint and then survived off all the food that they'd left. I mean, so. the least they could do after making your life hell for a year. <laughs> but, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of cleaning while it was there, there was... So, like, dishes and stuff was your own responsibility. Your own room was your responsibility. There was a cleaner who hoovered the hall. See, I was just about to say we didn't have a cleaner, but the building communal area, mm. that it had a cleaner come in to do there... Yeah. But not in our flat. Maybe they did clean the bathroom as well, because otherwise that wasn't getting done, was it? And I would have noticed. Ten people, I think, is too much. Like, we had... So in our halls, our neighbours had ten or maybe twelve in there. So on every floor, there was, like, a smaller flat and a bigger flat. Right. And we all, in our six-people flat, loved each other and had a great time. Yeah. And the flat next door to us all fell out. So I do think there's a cut-off point for how many people... You can have yeah. in one space without it getting like a free-for-all. Defo. Our communal space was always quite tidy. We did have room inspection. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure if maybe because they were brand new halls. Yeah. And they were the halls that they'd show the newbies on the tour. Right. And they did like a room inspection maybe once a term. It was really cute. Like the, the woman who came around would like leave you a note if you weren't there. And she'd like, always like oh, leave me like nice. a lovely note being like, your room's so beautiful. Oh, that's really And it cute. used to make me feel really good because my room always was quite yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of money in Ikea before I went. Um, but yeah, no, we never really had any issues. Do you think it's because you got on well? Do you think maybe... Yeah. I, we respected each other, we yeah. liked each other, and we did a lot together. So if you're all cooking together at the same time and one of you starts doing the dishes, you're not going to let them do all the dishes. Right. So I, I think maybe we were just in a good routine and... Mm. I don't know if I'm just being oblivious because one of our housemates, now that I think about it, 
she was really into having it nice. So maybe she did. Maybe she did stuff that you didn't know her. Yeah. Um, sorry if you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we were really quite respectful of each other and we made yeah. it nice. So I think, yeah, having something, having a respect for each other is really important. And that yeah. is what was lacking in my halls for sure. And do you think you need to front load that respect? Even if you don't get on first, you need to go in thinking well these people deserve to have me do my bit and if everyone goes in thinking that then it's going to be lovely you just had a horrible experience I think it's tough as well at that age expecting people to just crack on and like respect each other and behave appropriately you were exceptionally lucky I have realized that during this conversation (laughs) I'm not sure advice would have been helpful to either of us yeah it's hard to talk advice because you are all of a sudden sharing with strangers and that's the reality you've just got to look after your own actions Mm -hmm. and behavior i want to be like hey past hannah you know just do the dishes and then they'll respect that and then they'll do the dishes as well those people wouldn't have done it yeah you like they were fundamentally different people from you and i think Mm. if you'd been randomly selected into halls with people like you you would have had the best time and you probably would have kept it all nice because you would all enjoy sitting around in the evening and drinking wine and talking about poetry exactly I wish I'd have done a bit more research into the different halls and stuff. But I thought the uni experience that I was excited for was the standard one. Yeah. So I, I think don't know. lots of 90s films lied to us about what university is. Yes, for sure. Start of a 10 has a lot to answer for. Even in my like delightful, lovely flat, it was all about yeah. going and getting drunk. and. Where well, are my introverts? Yeah, yeah. I think they genuinely they should be an it like that. introvert society. Introvert halls? Yeah. Imagine if like, you, know, you like can the sign quiet off. zone on the train. Yeah, that's the halls that I want. The quiet zone halls. Oh. So, I moved out of halls in Manchester. You moved out of halls in Sheffield. And I went through clearing. And this all happened like within a week. Mm-hmm. We went on the student accommodation website. We found this house. Beautiful house. Off the um, far end of Smithstown Road. Right by the park. It was and, a bargain as well. Yeah, it, and it had a living room, which lots of student digs don't have. Yeah. You know, it's usually a bedroom. There's this beautiful... Decent-sized like, kitchen. Hi- I wish I could remember how much rent we paid, actually. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Can't it remember. was really reasonable, was and reasonable. I still don't know why. Well, it ended up because it was the landlord wasn't through any kind of agency and didn't have any responsibility and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so the, it was a terrible landlord. Terrible landlord. Private um, landlord. Check. Always go through an agency, students. Yes. Um, would be my advice. But um, yes, yeah, so we moved into this place together last minute. Uh, there were two other girls living there who we ended up not getting on with amazingly. Yeah. Um, but it could have been worse. We coexisted okay. We moved in. We both started our new courses. Then obviously we had to have a big party, right? We invited Ash and Ian and all of their mates. Mm-hmm. I invited a load of people off my course who, because I'd started again at first year. Yeah. So I think I must have been. But I was like, what, two years older than them? Yeah. So it was kind of cringe. Not really, like... Two years is nothing. I think at that age, the age difference is really apparent. Um, Oh, and there'd been, because the course that I was on, it was really, um, all the different, like, years of the course were linked together really strongly because of, like, the poetry magazine that they published and stuff. So I'd invited people who were, like, in the third year of my course as well. Mm -hmm. So we had quite a good, like, mix of people. Yeah. I think that was the biggest party I've ever had. Definitely. (laughs) Um, Which I think might have been an error because (laughs) there was loads and loads of people... It was a great party in lots of respects. Yeah. Like, we all had 
a brilliant time. Well, we'd gone halved on a massive bottle of stuff and comfort that ended up getting robbed. Do you remember? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> like, there were strangers there, and it was a mistake because people tried to steal booze. It was it was a it was like a rager, and then and people act accordingly. Yeah, and people were like drinking for the first time away from home and trying to show off how much they drank. So there's lots of very 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 drunk people Children. Uh, who didn't have like you know when you first go out drinking you have like a buddy that you go out mm. with who because knows you and knows your limits knows where you live can help you out send you home yeah. put you in a taxi if you really need to go home yeah. like they're all going out drinking for the first time without that and then we had people wetting themselves and locking themselves yeah. in bathrooms God. and like being sick getting naked fights. in the garden like yeah, it was God. out of control and then it ended up if I remember, it was like 1am and me and you, the introverts, were like, how do we get them to leave? I think we were sat in your room, like, hiding. Yeah, because my room was the, what would have been the dining room, so it was the only bedroom on the ground floor. Yeah. So my door, no, all of our doors locked, didn't they? Yes. But I used to lock my door all the time because of that. Yeah. Um. So I think we just, like, locked ourselves in my bedroom and just waiting for everyone to go. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was not the way... We should have done it. Unless that's your thing, unless a big rager is your thing. It wasn't our vibe. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. And what we should have done is is lean into who we actually were. Well, I mean, I know it's not about like this moment in our lives. Do you want to talk about maybe a party that we had a year or two later, for example? I can't think of a specific one, but like we'd we'd get like a big dinner mm-hmm. that everyone could have a bit of, like a soup or a stew. No. Hannah would do a big dinner. I always do. This, you know what? I found out this is like a, a family trait. Oh, really? Um, so there's this amazing picture of my uncle when he's at uni. And it's it must be a Halloween... I mean, I hope it's a Halloween party. He's in, <laughs> he's in some, like, body suit. In your woolen dress. With, like, a bright green face paint thing going on. And he's in the kitchen, stirring a big pot of chilli. And there's, all, like, this huge pile of jacket potatoes. Oh. Um... And that's, like a student. That's party. my vibe, isn't it? Like I always make sure there's dinner. I like a vibe where I know all the people coming. Yeah. Especially if you're that's hosting the host. a party. Yeah. Because, you know, you are opening up your home to these people. I've um, had people like break stuff and not respect my space and stuff, and I'm not into that. Yeah. Um, I do think, you know, obviously in Freshers, there's so many events on. Mm-hmm. So go to events with people instead of Don't maybe having them back to yours. Yeah. Um, go to events, figure out who they are, figure out what kind of drunks they are too. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are really cool on your course, but maybe aren't so cool when they've had a few. Yeah. Um, get to know them all a little bit in all of those events. Go to their parties and then maybe, maybe have... have a few rounds that you've handpicked. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, uh, definitely for us that they were always the nicer um, party. But I have to admit that I am not a natural party host in any way. Oh, really, I love hosting parties. No, I don't like having them all here because when I want them to go, they don't go. <laughs> yeah. I, I like being able to leave when I want to leave. Sure. Especially as someone who drinks, being able to be like, I'm drunk, I'm going home. Yeah. Is, uh, is great. Um, I'm drunk and you're all in my house. It's not so great. I just, I like, I'm going to bed now, guys. You host good parties though. So what is the trick to hosting a good party? I think, the, I mean, the guest list is yeah. number one. And obviously as the host, you've got to know everybody. Um, but one of my favourite things to do is like curating little like pockets of people from different parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so some really good parties I've had have been like I'll have people from my Rolls Derby team, mm-hmm. I'll have people from work, 
I'll have people like our friendship group, like yeah. our partners and their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe like like when I used to work in Lush, I've still got like a mate or two from then mm-hmm. who might get invited. And then it's kind of this mix. And I know that like, oh, well, so-and-so likes this band like so-and-so does. And they both like go oh, wow. in. So you put in a lot of effort in. It's less that I'm picking the guest list based on those things but mm-hmm. then I make the guest list and I'm like mm, yes this is good for Carlsman yeah. do you know what I mean it's um, nice that everyone's got like a safety group too yeah I think as well a great thing a reason I love having parties at my house is I've got a lot of mates who are introverts and are a bit awkward <laughs> especially around like that kind of group where you don't know everybody yeah having two little dogs I think I have the perfect party dogs right so Ernie is great for an introvert because he'll come straight up to you with a toy and he's like, play with me. And then you get to be like, oh, I'm involved in the party. I'm not just sitting quietly in the corner. Mm-hmm. But there's no, like, pressure, you know? And then someone will go over like, oh, he's a funny little dog, isn't he? Blah, blah, blah. And then you can start a conversation about that. And then Winnie, if you're sitting on the sofa, she sits on your knee. So you've just immediately got company. You've got a little mate. And then someone will go over like, oh, what a nice little dog. <laughs> and then you start that conversation. I think my yeah. two little dogs are great little party hounds. Um that's more of a grown-up thing. You're not going to have, like, pets and things. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the dogs, I think, having food is really important, and I get quite annoyed when people don't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember one time I spent ages making all of these dips, and I made crackers from scratch, and they were these, like, pinwheel ones, so they were kind of shaped like a star. I feel really bad because I don't remember. Oh, uh, so you were definitely there. No, it's fine, <laughs> because it wasn't you who did the thing. Um, all the lads thought it was hilarious and started throwing them around like ninja <gasps> stars. And you'd made them. And I'm there like, guys, I spent time on this. And also you're throwing them on the floor and the dog's eating them and they're salty. Um, I am remembering a time that I'd done like a spread and part of it was some like cold dressed green beans in a bowl. And at the bottom of the bowl there happened to be a picture of some green beans. And I remember you had a fork <laughs> and we're just trying to... <laughs> Very drunk. <laughs> Eat the picture of the green beans. <laughs> I don't remember, obviously. Um, but yeah, um, I think food is really important. And I think uh, a great one is maybe a food that you don't have to have like a plate and knives and forks for, you know, mm-hmm. like sandwiches and dips and stuff like that are great. And it's like, it's something to do. It's a place for people to convene. I think it's those like awkward first hours of the party that yeah. are the bit you've got to like concentrate on like lubing up. <laughs> Um, like social lube that's what hummus is I like a party with a purpose maybe Mm -hmm. because I'm a bit of a control freak so like we for in the summer which would have been the year before our wedding which was not because of coronavirus um, we were like we need to get the families together a bit more so that they're they're not like they've not strangers on your wedding day Yeah, yeah we want them to like know come together and get on and be, be family um so we had we invented an event which is a cake tasting cute so we bought a load of like um trial cakes yeah. from MS and we made some sangria we sat outside in the garden and we did a cake tasting cute. so we just like threw lots of cakes about and mm. asked people to tell us what they thought and it was we didn't care because we'd already <laughs> decided which cake we were going to get. Sorry, family, for lying to you all. Um, but it was just a way that everyone had a thing to revert to right. if needed. Conversationally and that. Yeah, right. it was just like, it gave it a bit of structure. And then also it was, I love a party invite with a get out clause. Mm-hmm. So being like, 
hey, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be cake tasting with sangria and then drinks afterwards if you fancy. Right. So people can be like, hey, I'll pop in for the daytime bit. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll not stay or stay. Yeah. I wasn't very good at actually clarifying that because a lot of people didn't realise. Right. But they stayed you, anyway. If you got that invite, you'd get onto the, yeah. the difference. I love um, an invite which has a suggested end time because oh, I'm maybe yeah. old and sad. But I love it when... Um, so my cousin has a really good like early start, early dart mm-hmm. situation where she'll be like, oh, maybe we'll start at four, finish about this time. And it never happens because we all get drinking and we yeah, stay yeah, forever. Yeah. But... I like that there's a suggested time of this is how much time this, this will, will take. End. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is a, a complete. We might have to retitle this episode "An Introvert's Guide to Being a Housemate" <laughs> because we keep referring to the fact we that we are introverts. So yeah, uh, you know, like so much of the like, oh yeah, living together, whole things is gonna be really draining if you're an introvert mm-hmm. and you like your own space, yeah. especially if you then have to engage with potentially 12 people yeah. and their mates just to make some breakfast or lunch or right. dinner. Yeah. That kind of brings us on to, you know, what are the boundaries when living with people and being a housemate in terms of having visitors or partners over? Right. What do you think? So when you're living with someone, what do you think the boundaries are in terms of having visitors come to stay and then maybe especially when you start seeing someone? See, I think it's really interesting. In halls, I would say like a weekend, a night. If somebody's Mm. travelling to come and stay with you all, just the one weekend and even then it shouldn't be like every weekend. Right, okay. I'm not saying if this is a partner, I'm saying like friends visiting. Okay mainly I don't know like it's not there's not that much space in halls yeah so if everyone has people over every weekend Mm -hmm. it can get quite a lot so I would kind of err on the side of caution I'd have you over or Mm -hmm. or I'd have my cousin over and I'd be like come for the weekend Mm -hmm. but I'd try not to overdo it so do you think you know obviously you want to see people I wasn't in a relationship in halls so Mm -hmm. I didn't really have that to contend with yeah. Um, how did you find having a relationship in halls? Oh, well, in halls, I spent all of my student finance on trains home to see Ash, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't come and stay? No, and then it, he'd come and stay with me as well. But to be fair, if I came back to Liverpool, we had a double bed and a house full of friends. Yes. Rather than a single bed where we weren't getting any sleep because everyone was listening to dance music at like 4am it's more an issue for ash and his housemates than anything i suppose actually yeah i was the visitor yeah you were the constant visitor in fact we later on both did it were so constant that we moved in we moved in and ended up paying rent yeah (laughs) so that's not how to do it but how do you think it was like early on with you and ash did you guys like make an effort to maybe go off and have your own space in the house were you always hanging out with everyone certainly not Right. Oh, oh no, I see what you mean. Um, so like when I came to visit Ash, I suppose, mm-hmm. I just acted as though I lived there as well. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't the best thing. I think it, I feel like I pulled my weight as well. I think it's a fine line, especially when it's like a house full of lads and your girl to fall into the the mum role. Oh yeah, I definitely we both did. did it, especially you. Um, yeah. I, but then I like a tidy house and their house was filthy it was filthy that, I've never seen such a hairy bath um, <laughs> or toilet bowl the toilet bowl 
yeah. yeah, I think that's really, if I could, you know, you were saying, if I could give myself advice on that, mm. I think it would be, you are a guest and they can just not invite you. So if you're there, you know, you shouldn't necessarily feel awkward or like yeah. you need to prove your worth as a visitor. I used to always yeah. like bring bags of snacks bring around. Some food around, yeah. We used to we used to always make dinner, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Felt like, like it was our job to provide that. I mean, we clean did in the kitchen. I mean, they're all nice things to do, yeah. especially once we did move in. You know, when and we, we did were in use. Position. They did provide like other resources that we used up. Being a visitor is a whole. I, I never really saw it like that, you know. I remember being annoyed about all the people having visitors over. But you were a visitor. But I was a visitor. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Like I remember. Um, so it was a bit different for me that I came home from halls and was at, at home mm. and would visit them. I wasn't even in a relationship with any of them. No, we weren't. I just used to go around all the time. To be fair, loads of people used to hang out with theirs. Yeah, but I remember like wanting to come home to home. <laughs> I didn't live there, but I thought of it as <laughs> yeah. home already. I remember wanting to come home to theirs from work and having like a chill, quiet night. And then being annoyed that other people had gone around to theirs <laughs> to not have a chill, quiet night. Yeah. And then now I'm like, I can't believe you thought you had the right as one of the visitors to dictate how to the be night annoyed. went. Yeah. yeah. Especially back then, they had a really good social life, a really great, huge gang of mates. People would just drop in. Yeah, and nice mates. And as much as you were saying, like, in university, you wished you had this reading poetry with a glass of wine. It definitely wasn't that, but it was closer, it was closer. to us all sitting around yeah. and having a chat and having a laugh yeah. and maybe putting something on or, you know, yeah, like having I, a drink. It was I, more that vibe. I remember just, you know, on like a Sunday, I'd just sit next to one of the guys, Lewis, and just watch him play video games for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. It like, was lovely spending time with him like that. It was also a relief that I wasn't going to town anymore. Oh, God, yeah. That I could socialise in a way that was relaxed and my kind of... The boys never insisted on going out dancing, did they? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was. It was that you could have... I'm annoyed with hindsight. So on... It must have been Wednesdays. I had roller derby training late at night. And I'd always come home. And it was when Game of Thrones was coming out. And they'd have everyone round. There'd be like 15 people in this just living room. Like to say that I introduced the group to Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I just thought that I didn't like Game of Thrones and it wasn't for me. So I'd come in... exhausted held on to this for years until you admitted that it was great uh it took glandular fever for me to watch game of thrones wow i know um so i'd come home and be like you know everyone would be in this dark room like sitting on each other's knees and on the floor and everything just wrapped watching the tv and i'd come in and like slam the door and be like uh, were you going still watching that stupid show? I'll just go upstairs and read a book and like stomp upstairs. In not her house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, and I'm so annoyed because I, like years later, as I say, I was really unwell and I just needed something to distract myself so I put Game of Thrones on. And I watched like the whole series in a day by myself. Yeah. It was when we lived in that flat above the coffee shop. Oh yeah. And then you guys came home and I was like all... Oh, Excuse me, my lady. Blah, 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 blah. Like talking like some Game of Thrones weirdo. Because yeah. I was well into it. You were mad behind I'm though. I'm so upset and that I didn't get to enjoy that like communal such experience. a song though. and dance about how much you hated it. A song and dance of ice and fire. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, you made <sighs> such a song and dance about it though. By the time you started watching it, I was like, I'm not watching it with you. 
we were like ships passing in that you had had a relationship and it had just ended and I had just started a relationship and that was quite tricky to traverse in that in a new relationship you just want to be with them all the time Mm -hmm. but that meant that as a housemate I was kind of compromised for spending time with you and I remember I had to try and I was just post breakup yeah so you didn't really want to be sat with a couple all by myself all by yourself so (laughs) it was kind of I don't think I handled it particularly well and I think in hindsight I would have been a bit sterner with myself and said you know, you can't have him around all the time. Just because you want to see him all the time, you still got a commitment, you, you're I still suppose. a housemate. That's what you both signed up for. Yeah, um, I mean, you say that. I remember at the time, like, raising it with you as an issue and being like, you can't just abandon me because you've got a boyfriend. And you were like, well, Hannah, when you had a boyfriend, you'd just abandoned me without a second's thought. Yeah. And I proper was like, oh... Well, now I've learned that lesson and I feel differently. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned that lesson for you. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I mean, what you did was really good and brave. Like, you didn't let it fester. You came to me and were like, this is what I want. I think, to talking about when you first got beaten. So when you got together, obviously, I was furious because I'd just, well, broken up with Ash, who I then got back together with and is still my partner now. It's like a week into me getting with Ian. And uh, another element to this, which made it even more awkward, Ian was living with Ash. Yeah. And, like, really, really close friends with Ash. Yeah. The dynamic was difficult in that if I wanted to go and hang out at Ian's house, you couldn't really come Mm -hmm. because Ash was there. Yeah. And you didn't necessarily want to see Ash, and it felt weird for you to be in Ash's house, so we just kind of robbed Ian. Yeah. Which wasn't the greatest, because it was like, well... Either Ian comes to mine and you get to be included, or me and Ian go to his and you can't come. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've left the like recently single person miserable and alone. Yeah. Well, I saw it back then, I guess, as, yeah, Ian's great, but I don't want him around. <laughs> oh. And I basically, it felt like he was just eating up all of my time with you, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to spend time with you. Yeah. Um, and then later on, maybe the months before we stopped living together before mm-hmm. you moved out. So, like, you and Ian both had jobs. Uni had finished. Oh, had uni finished? It was it was nearly finishing. Uh, Ian had a job because he'd graduated the year before and I was in uni but also had a job. Yeah, so all of a sudden, your timetable was just full. Yeah. And when you weren't doing, like, capital S stuff, you were home and you wanted to chill and you wanted to hang out with Ian, your mm-hmm. now-established boyfriend, right? So, yeah, and then I remember feeling really abandoned and upset and rejected because oh. I felt like, yeah, like, yeah, I understand you need, you know, time to chill, mm-hmm. but we used to chill. We'd occasionally, like, put time aside for, like, a girls' night, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that that I missed. It was the easy spaces. Do you know what I mean? Well, we used and to hang out... In the times, like, so a lot of our time was Ian and Ash were out at work doing their own thing, yeah. and I was not needed in uni. Mm-hmm. And so we'd have all this daytime yeah. time, just us doing our yeah. thing. And then I got a job that was two days a week and was still going to uni. So and I didn't have a job. It, it was, there was a really huge time shift for us mm-hmm. from those two days were basically Hannah days. Mm-hmm. And then became work. And you've got to hang out with Ian at some point. Well, it was more yeah. that I was so tired that I'd get in and just go to bed yeah. and just lay in bed. 
Um, but obviously you're not going to come and lay in the middle with us. Yeah. Um, so it was like final year and I was not going to some lectures so I could earn money and do this mm. job I really liked. Yeah. Um, so I really didn't have much time and I didn't prioritise our time well. And we were kind of aware that our friendship wasn't quite where it should have been and we should have definitely set aside time to be like hey well we were also a bit sick of each other at points like we'd Maybe. we'd be like we'd be angry like the house was a stressor for both of us yeah. um i remember us having a few moments of being like you know we were talking about earlier in like communal spaces mm-hmm. i didn't want to sit in a really messy living room yeah. After a long day at work, Get it. being honest. And also, you had the comfy couch, and our couch oh was God, sh- yeah. shockingly awful. I can't believe that we got away with that. Yeah, always, no, always having that couch. You didn't couch. get away with it. You were like, that's my couch. Was I? Yeah. You claimed that couch. What a terror. Well, I suppose <laughs> maybe if I could attempt to justify myself, maybe. Well, if you're going to go and hang out with your boyfriend in your bedroom, then I'm going to have the comfy couch. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think there was a lot a lot of factors flying around. There was a but lot of snipping that we should have just talked to each other about. Yeah, but I think setting aside nights, having shared hobbies definitely helped yeah. us. And when we had those nights, I remember me and you being like, This is it. Yes. This is us. This is why we live together. This is why yeah. we're so tight. And I think we stopped maybe making that time for ourselves. Well, I think it's because of the like poor communication and mm-hmm. telling each other your true feelings then that's when you end up like assuming what each other think and you always assume the worst yeah. and I think that's definitely what happened with us at least on based on what we've like talked about since mm-hmm. when we look back um so then I'm there like oh well Charlotte definitely thinks this and she thinks this about me and these are her priorities and I know because I've assumed you know yeah. whereas if we'd have like had an honest chat with each other it maybe, you know, would have been a bit of a reality check. Yeah. I do think also we were too tight. Yeah. We were so in each other's pockets. Yeah. Like, all day, every day, did all the same things. If you got a new hobby, I joined in. Yeah, that's true. If I got a new friend, you joined in. Yeah. Like, we were so tight. We had no time by ourselves. So then, I'm like, I feel really bad that you were the one who had to take the step back while I had something else to occupy me. I wish I'd have found something. Yeah. As opposed to just waiting around for a moment that you would yeah. have spare. It was definitely yeah. a lot easier on me because I was going off and doing this job I was really mm-hmm. excited by. Whereas you were just like, so we'd usually be doing this now, yeah. which is everything that we love doing. Just felt like a dog that had been left at home. Oh. Yeah. Just like sit, sitting by the door. Do you remember those times I used to put my roller skates on and just passive aggressively, like really loudly skate up and down the hall until one of you would come out of the bedroom and be like, Hannah, be quiet. Um, no, because I'm an incredibly heavy sleeper and that would have been Ian. Yeah, fair. <laughs> no, but you weren't asleep. You were giggling. I remember. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> uh, I did it to annoy you because I was, it was in that like poisonous place. Do you know what I mean? But then this is part of, I think we have to take from it and our advice to our younger selves. Mine would be that you don't have to be everything to your housemates. Yes. You do not have to take on every role. You do not have to see each other every second of the day. Mm -hmm. Getting on with them is great and you can just be friends and have other things. I would say that actually my advice to my my younger self would be don't invest everything in one relationship because it can't help but spill out over into yeah. other things. You know, we were so, so close and all of our friends are shared at this point. Yeah. 
Um, all of our activity, activities and hobbies are shared. And so it was only ever really going to go to one place that it, it, it was going to get much. too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, we let each other become everything yeah. to each other, which Definitely. was incredible that we could because we're so brilliant yeah. together. That's the problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. is when you find someone brilliant to live with, they can become your whole life. Okay, Hannah, so what advice do you have for someone who is about to be a housemate for the first time? So I think initially you want to start off in a position where everyone is happy communicating everything with each other, at least as much as possible. Um, so, you know, sit down with everyone on like the, one of the first few nights and be like, do we want to do a chores rotor? Which, to be honest, I wouldn't recommend. Chores rotors have never, ever, ever worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what does work, in my experience, is certain jobs being certain people's full responsibility. Yeah, um, we, we have that in our, in our house. Same. Um, and it can be, I imagine if you if there were a couple of you living together, it might be kind of tricky to divvy out the jobs evenly. Um, but, you know, if you can have that conversation and everyone feel like it's fair then that's what I'd recommend doing. Um, but yeah, just being from the off, being like, hey guys, like, let's talk about this. Um, let's revisit next month. You know, let's all make a date to sit around the table and say how we're finding it. Because just as soon as you start not talking about it, that's when like resentment builds up and you'll be doing the dishes and you'll only be doing your dishes because, you know, no one's pulling their weight. And that's when stuff gets sad and bad, I think. Um, So my advice would be do your fair share, Um, not necessarily to go in, like you say, I think a rotor is just destined to fail, Mm -hmm. but to pull your weight, make sure that you do your bit, not necessarily to like set an example, but more that it builds resentment so quickly when you don't. And it can be the catalyst for things to really deteriorate, especially if you are friends with your housemates mm-hmm. or you go in as friends or you want to have a good relationship with them. Yeah. It is noted by everyone else who lives there just how much everyone else does. Mm-hmm. You just can't help but be aware of who's not pulling their weight. Yeah. So I'd say do your fair share. Go in early with a routine for yourself. You know, it's the first time that you maybe are in charge of your own chores schedule, in charge of your own space. So set an idea down for yourself before you go in of, okay, so if I've just cooked, I can sit down, enjoy my dinner, and I'm going to do the dishes straight away. Or, you know, have an idea of what your plan is. Um, I think my other advice as well is about noise. So mm-hmm. weekends, in my opinion, are fair game right. for late noise. If you're coming in late yeah. from a club or a party or wherever. Assuming that your housemates don't have jobs at the weekend. I think if... Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about that. So, like, for example, in uni, maybe someone's got a Saturday job in a shop where they have to be up fairly early. Mm-hmm. In that situation work around that as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, like, don't host a party if you know the person in the house has to get up, but... Yeah. Be respectful when you're coming home. You know, people are light sleepers and you might wake them anyway, but at least if they wake up and hear you, like, being quiet and, like, showing some courtesy, 
that will go a long way. And it definitely did for me mm-hmm. when other people woke me up and I could tell they were trying to be quiet and just, like shut their yeah. door softly. Or like I was like, the, oh, they've considered me. The other way, when you're like, okay, so you come in at 3 a.m., mm-hmm. you know I've got work in the morning and you're not even trying to keep your voice down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, I would say really try on that one to be respectful and in the week as well. It's to remember that you don't have to be really good friends with your flatmates. Yeah. You can just be good flatmates. Like yeah. we had, we had a really tight group, but we did have one of the the girls had another big friendship group. In halls. So yeah, so yeah. she wasn't necessarily as tight with all of us, and that was still lovely. There was yeah. no like you have to be best friends with You're all an of outsider. us. Yeah, yeah, I think just you can just be on good terms. You don't have to have them be every single thing for you. And my one personal one, which is probably to younger me, yeah, this is a bit embarrassing, cool. is never steal food from anybody else. <laughs> so you'll feel bad about it, even now in your 27th year, about stealing a bit of honey to put on your porridge. Really? You feel bad about that still? Yeah. Because I could have just asked. Oh, like ask. And she would have said yes, and she definitely knew I did it. Because I was the only one with no money and only oats left. (laughs) So, sorry. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've got anything you want to chip in, send it our way. You can find us on Instagram at pocketfulofwhy. You can contact us on pocketfulofwhypodcast at gmail.com. Show notes and transcripts are available on our blog, pocketfulofwhy.wordpress.com. Please like and subscribe. We'll speak soon. Next time, we'll be playing with horoscopes and tarot cards. We've been Charlotte and Hannah, and this has been Pocketful of Why Podcast. Bye!